0: In faith to faith hour, he reveals divine secrets and truth. Stay tuned and be blessed. You can be changed. Today, we're dealing with the issue of prophetic blessings. How to activate your prophetic blessings. Uh, we've talked about prophetic destiny, we've about prophetic blessings, but there's a way. That the Bible clearly teaches about how to activate your prophetic blessings. How many of you want to be blessed? You know, when you talk of blessings, everyone loves to be blessed. Amen. If you give a gift to somebody and you said, may you be kissed, Amen. You will fight the one. Because blessings is something you must fight for. And you must guide and you must protect. We must guide and we must protect. Amen. The first prophetic blessings is found in Matthew chapter 5 verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For this is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in the spirit. The Bible is not saying blessed are the poor. There is something qualifying the poor. So don't go about and say, well, when you are poor, you are blessed. It's not true. Somebody can be rich in life, but poor in the spirit. Someone also in life may not be all that economically rich, but rich in the spirit. Let's look at that scripture again. The Bible says what? Blessed are Blessed The word blessed Past participle Those of you who read English It's You are blessed Blessed, amen When you follow This Direction You are going to be what? Blessed, amen And to be poor In the spirit Is Humility to receive the things of God. You have the ability to humble yourself for the things of God. You believed in the word of God. What the word of God says, don't drink. You say, I will not drink. Don't chase women. Say, I will not chase women. Don't worship idols. Say, I will not worship idols. Because the word of God says Don't become homosexual Because the word of God it. I will not become homosexual Don't fight Because the word of God says I should not fight That is what it meant to be poor In spirit Now let's look those Who think they are rich in the spirit Very arrogant They know it Even when they are wrong And you try to correct them Hey, you can't tell me what I should do with my life. It's my own life. If I'm smoking pot, does not concern you? So they know. And they want to live their lives according to their own details. But the poor in the spirit, they bow down to the word of God, to the things of God. So it's not only coming to church, but you must also Believe the word of God and leave it. It's not that you hear it and you go back and you are the same. Blessed are those who are poor in the spirit. Because to them, they don't know. They want God to order their steps. They want God to teach them. And that is why it is not easy to lead people to Christ. It takes humility to say, I've accepted my sins. I want to be born again. Lord Jesus, forgive me all my sins. It takes humility. And you must be the poor in the spirit. And once you humble yourself for the word of God, you are blessed. Because you are on the road of blessings. You are a candidate of blessing. You have the potential to be blessed. Because you believe in what the word of God is saying. Life is such that you need to be instructed in life. And people who all the time think, oh, I can handle my own problems. I can handle my own issues. They always, they, they get it wrong. You need to be instructed. And the poor in the spirit. It means they have humility. To receive correction in the word of God. They have humility to receive instructions in life according to the word of God. They have the humility to live their life according to what God says. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 1. I'm reading from verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Knowledge. Look, no matter... The academic ability of anyone You may be a scholar You may be a professor If you don't have the fear of God Your academic ability is nothing And the Bible is saying the fear of God The first thing is to fear God So if somebody says oh I've read so much I hold doctorate degree I'm a professor of so and so And so I don't believe in God I mean, all this God, God thing, his knowledge is foolishness. His knowledge is rubbish because the fear of God is the beginning of all knowledge. So with all your learning, with all that you know in life, whatever you want to become, let the fear of the Lord be your number one key. You're dealing with your fellow human beings. The fear of the Lord should be Your premium in life. But fools despise wisdom and instructions. You know, the word of God is loaded with wisdom from high. It is higher than the wisdom that we find in books. Wisdom that we find from academic institutions. The wisdom of God is so high. It comes by the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 8, my son, hear the instructions of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. You see, instruction from parents is very important for you in life. God has given a responsibility to parent to instruct in life. We don't teach. We do what? We instruct you. You see, You don't teach someone to become a pilot. You you do what? You instruct. You don't teach somebody to become a driver. You do what? You instruct. So there are things you can only receive them through instruction. Sometimes you may be confused uh, between teaching and instruction. Instruction mostly comes with practical ability. You cannot get a book about how to drive a car. You read the book and then you go and sit behind. Somebody must sit by you and guide you. So God wants to bless you. But he said, humble yourself. Receive my word. And don't try to behave like, oh, you know more than what the word of God is saying. And that's why... This world is heading, towers, amen. All kinds of, I don't know, but we pray to God and we know God will help us. Now, immorality in some places, a sister and a brother can marry because of civil liberty has gone to a stream. A man and a man can marry. A woman and a woman can marry. And all these things, the word of God speaks against it. So if if somebody says, oh, I'm civilized, civilization should make you wiser not to destroy your life. And son, I hear people in a civilized place, they allow it. Who told you? It's because when men think, they know better than God. They are not prepared to submit to the word of God. In fact, now, the said even when you, you say sin, uh, you are intimidating somebody. It's hate speech to preach against sin. So how should we describe sin, wrongdoing or what? In some places you can't say idolatry, homosexuality. You can't mention it. I once preached in Germany and and there was a white guy there. He got up, he walked away and he was very angry. Your pastor cannot preach like that. And I told him, you cannot tell me what I should preach. You see, if we are not careful, the few corrupt minds will rule the world. And destroy the web for us. You are parents, you are there. And your son will come with a bearded man. And say, daddy, I found a wife. Who is your wife? This one. Say, God forbid. God forbid. Hallelujah. And all these things, it brings curses. The opposite of blessing is what? curses. So if the Bible says, bless the poor in the spirit. In other words, curse is those who think they are rich in the spirit. Don't depart from the will of the Lord. In verse 9, for there shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. The fear of the Lord, if you walk according to the word of God, it is like ornament. You know, women love ornament. Always when they dress and they don't put something around here, it seems like it's not complete. Something is missing. It's only men. Occasionally, a man will not, but a woman cannot go out. And sometimes without earring, she feels empty. Amen. So we should teach our children this. Let them know. That they are blessed. Now verse 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. The Bible says if you are enticed, if people try to confuse you about your Christianity, about your way of life. Sometimes you are a young girl, you are not married, you are living clean according to the word of God and somebody comes, in. oh, but a nice girl, like, why you don't have a boyfriend? Why, why? About, about, that's nothing wrong. I mean, with sin, I mean, ah, sex is not sin, it's, it's pleasure, it's enjoyment. It's something that God gave us to enjoy. The Bible say, consent not. Consent not. Hallelujah. For you are blessed are ah, the poor in the spirit. For this is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom comes with blessings. That's so much. Before even we go to heaven, God has loaded his children with a lot of blessings. And these blessings will come when we follow the word of God. Number two. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The Bible said blessed. That means those who mourn, they shall be comforted. Now listen, the Bible is not talking about mourning as maybe grieving. But we have what we call grieving in the spirit. Grieving in the spirit. It's not that uh, because you've lost your mother and your father and you are mourning or you you lost your husband and you are mourning. But it has got to do your view about the things of God. Sometimes people do things and as a child of God, you get so worried about it. You look at the attitude of life and you mourn. You mourn for people who don't know Christ hallelujah some of us we don't care friends and relatives are dying and going to hell, but we don't care God wants us to reach them in fact if you are a Christian and you don't do evangelism you don't preach to people you don't moan about the situation it means you don't care you see homosexuals you don't care you see wrong doings you don't care But the Bible said, those who will mourn and so through prayer, they will pray. That is godly mourning. They will fast and pray. That is godly grieving for God to change the system. For God to bring a change in the lives of the ideal ones. How many of you have been fasting and praying for the convention of your people, your friends, even your husbands? Amen. Years ago, I went to London and there was a man who used to smoke. The man was a chain smoker. One day, he would smoke about four packets of cigarettes. And doctors had warned this man, doctors had warned this man to stop smoking as something would happen to him. And the man could not stop smoking. And the wife was worried. This man had massive heart attack. Spent almost about three months at the hospital. When he came back, oh, four sticks a day. I used to smoke four, but now I'm doing four sticks a day. And the wife fasted and prayed. And I remember this woman came to me. He brought the share of the man to me that he want me to pray. And she believes if I pray, God will deliver the husband. So I prayed over it. We agree in faith. And prayed over it. He took the shirt to the husband. When the husband put on the shirt, he coughed and coughed and coughed and, and vomited. And that was the end. So I was invited into their house. And the man looked at me and said, oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's a joy. You see people in chains. What do you do? You have to go before God and mourn for them. You see, friends, that loved ones who are heading towards hell. you need to pray and mourn. Talk to them. Lead them to Christ. It's, it's very vital. Went to the barbering shop and here was a young man. The things that he believes and the things he was into rate For some reason, I will not mention them. I have to talk to him, talk to him. Eventually, I say, Give your life to Christ. He says, Some of the people at the barber shop said, Eventually, I prayed for him. He was crying. We have to mourn. And you'll be comforted. And once you are doing that, the master will bless you. Hallelujah. We must be the measurement of the world's conscience, not the other way around. Our attitude must measure the conscience of the world, not the other way around. Because Paul says something. Let's look at 1 Timothy 4.2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You know, Paul was telling... There are some people, their conscience is sealed with hot iron. So there's nothing like sin. Fornication is nothing to them. Stealing is nothing to them. Arm robbery is nothing to them. To them, it's an eye job. Amen. When your conscience is sealed, you've gotten to a place sin becomes a pleasure, sin becomes a leisure sin become a hobby. It's one of those things you enjoy doing it. I met a young man who had been smoking in their home since he was 13 years. And I was asking him, so how do you feel? Oh, it's, it's nothing. To me, just like eating a candy. Just like toffee. May the Lord deliver us. So we have to preach to the world. And it's so doing you more. You talk to them about the way of life, how God feels about some of these things so that things will not become normal. I met a woman who had been with a man for 27 years and they were still fighting about going to see their parents. So I asked the woman how possible. And every year she would say, next year, next year next year now they have five children i said you got used to it because anything you tolerate you will fight against it when you don't tolerate sin sin will become normal to you if you don't tolerate bribery to you bribery will become your enemy but when you tolerate it you get used in taking bribe may god help us number 3 we're looking at the blessing. Mighty five, 5. Blessed are the meek. The meek people shall be blessed. To be honest with you, the word of God says, humble yourself before the Lord, and He will what? Lift you up. You may have potentials, you may be the best in the system. But if you are not meek, doors will be closed to you. It is a blessing for you. To show meekness. Meekness is not weakness. Some of us, we take meekness to be weakness. It's not all the battles you have to fight. It's not all the issues you have to reply. It doesn't mean that you are weak. Or you don't have ammunitions to fight them. But you are working with a principle that the Lord loves those who are meek. Even unbelievers that are meek, God loves them. I met a young man who once went to the military and he was one of the best cadets. Everything, number one. But a few days for them to be passed out, he was dismissed. And as I listened to his story, because he tried to correct his commander about something. And those who have been in military, (laughs) they, they will tell you, what he was saying was true. But for you to walk into your commander room and talk to him and say, commander, I think this thing you did, it's a mistake. And the commander said, oh yeah, it's a mistake. And the commander turned his back to him. And I don't know what that means in military terms. If your commander turned his back to you and started talking to you. He was the best. The next thing, he received a letter pack and go. Meekness. If I, even if you are correcting somebody, you have to do it in meekness. Hallelujah. It does not pay to behave like you are so powerful. Psalm 54 verse 4. In thy majesty, write prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness, and thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. If you walk in meekness, God will teach you terrible things. Marvelous things. People who are meek, they will know marvelous things from God. There was a ship that was sunk. Who knows that ship? I think everybody knows about Titanic. The man that built the ship, the day they were about to sail, he was interviewed by journalists. He said, how strong? Because it was the largest ship ever built. How strong is the ship? He said, oh, God even cannot sink it. The maiden voyage of the ship, over 600 people perished. He said, God even cannot. Amen. Meekness. Meekness. Two ladies walked to office To follow up with the application And when they got there One of them He would see this and start commenting Hey, oh, hey, hey And the boss just walked in Meanwhile the other one sat patiently And this lady had gotten up At the reception and commenting Then he saw the picture of the boss He didn't know he was the boss Hey, this man they were calling as soon as they walked in they asked you we don't need you, go meekness can open doors for you, it will bring blessings so if you are meek you know, there are some of you just leave it bless are the meek for they shall inherit the earth may you inherit the earth Hallelujah. Sometimes try to overlook fault. Try to overlook things. Let things go. Let bargain be bargain. Because it's God's principle. It's God's principle. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 21. What will he? Shall I come unto you with a rod? Oh, in love and in the spirit. Of meekness Even if you want to Paul was telling the church of Corinth Because something terrible had happened there To a stand, A young man in the church Has taken His stepmother From the father And the father was crying in the church And Paul wrote them He said are you not ashamed That in the church Such things can even go on And here, Paul was saying, should I come with a rod? And he said, if I come with a rod or love, I will do it in the spirit of what? Meekness. Spirit of meekness. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence I am best among you, but being absent, I'm bold towards you. You know, Paul is saying that if I'm absent, I'm very, very strong. I write strong words. But when I come before you, very meek. We need to be meek. Show meekness. You will be blessed. Amen. In other words, cursed are those who are not meek in the spirit. Galatians 5:23. Meekness. Meekness. Temperance against such There is no law The Bible is saying if you walk in meekness No law can work against you If you will walk in meekness No law can overthrow you No law can destroy you Your blessings will be established And so when you are wrong And you are being corrected Receive it with a spirit of what? Meekness People that always walk out with a hanty eye, you know, with pride. When they are wrong, they walk into a deeper mistake. A deeper mistake. I've seen it among pastors. Sometimes they will go, says yes, they come back. Sometimes you have issues. Please, the spirit of meekness is required. Whether you are a boss, deal with your workers. With a spirit of what? making it. it was the nature of Jesus. Not that he's the boss and then he starts throwing. He starts beating them. He starts kicking them. Deal with people with a spirit of what? Meekness. Nice. Galatians 6 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in fault, he which are spiritual, restore such an one. In the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. God is saying, even if we are correcting people, we should do it with the spirit of what? Meekness. Spirit of meekness. You know, so you may be a husband or a wife, you have issues, but handle it with meekness. Meekness will let you know that you also, you are a human being. You can make mistakes. You are not God. That is a sense of meekness. That you can make mistakes as a human being. So you come to the level. Come low and deal with the issues. Amen. Say meekness. 1 Timothy 6 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness. Godliness, faith, Love, patience, meekness. God wants you to follow meekness. God wants you to follow meekness. 2 Timothy 2.25 In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God per adventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. There are people who contradict scriptures. You tell them what the Bible was saying. The other day I was talking to a young man who had become a homosexual. And he was telling me, "Eh, the homosexual thing, uh, you are born with it. So once you are born with it and you feel it, it's God who gave it to you. And that's an error. That's a kind of teaching. That you are a lady and, and you don't feel attracted to a man then you are, you are born as a lesbian. That's foolishness. So I asked him a question. I said, do you know kleptomaniacs?" He had not even heard that word. He said, no. I said, if someone is a cletomania, he loves stealing unnecessary things. So should we pass a law that because people feel that way, we should allow them to steal. He said, oh, no, no, that, that one, that will be criminal." I said, you have answered your own question. God, the same way they also feel. Amen. I know this lady, he used to be air hostess. Very pretty lady, but she was a cletomania. She comes to, I mean, she visits her friends and panties online that they have washed online. She would just pick them. She could buy dozens. But you just feel like stealing. She used to have a boyfriend, a very rich man. He goes there, everything. Ring, this, everything. It was this place. We deliver her. Now thank God she's married. So it's, it's not like that. But the Bible is saying if you find people in such state, use what? Meekness. Sometimes the way we also carry ourselves. Hey, this is a sin. Hey, this is a this no. But with the spirit of what? Meekness. We should correct them. And Paul is saying, let's read it again. So, when you are preaching to somebody and he's opposing you, the tool you need to use is what? The spirit of. Is that in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So that they will acknowledge the truth. Acknowledging the truth. You use what? Meekness. Meekness is a tool that can be used to correct those who oppose the scriptures. You're welcome to worship with us. Gospel Light International Church. Next to Orion Cinema. In Chroma Circle. Or visit any of our branches near you. Please call us for deliverance, prayer and counseling. Call 261 984 If the Lord has touched you to financially partner us for this broadcast Or scholarship for needy students as well as for rural missions Send your donations to Ecobank account Gospel Light International Church Account number 00300-944-023-99401 Ring Road Central Branch We hope to see you God bless you